Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Good morning. It's Tuesday, May 26th. And if you are American like I am, it was the kickoff to summer the last weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend. We did stay home. I know our state opened a tiny little bit and um, people could eat in restaurants and bars at a limited capacity. Um, there's still no gym, no um, retail is not fully open. Many places are staying closed. I think some non-essential medical procedures and dental procedures have been opened up, but we have been socially distancing. I'm not ready yet to start a gathering. Um, Most of our state is not open for that, but tell that to the tourists who all came north. Traffic was backed up at the Mackinac Bridge for a long time, according to the news. Um, Bumper to bumper, I can't believe that all of those people have cabins. Um, They probably were visiting people with cabins and many had campers. There was no dispersed camping in the woods. Uh, We went trail riding on Saturday to some places I haven't been to in years and there was dispersed camping all over. The poor DNR officers I'm sure were kept busy. And you know it's really um, concerning is that people don't know basic camping rules. They park and camp near um, elk viewing places right in the parking lot and one person had a roaring campfire that was five or six feet tall with no one there attending the fire yeah we've already had one fire um, south of here and it burned 100 acres they at least they were able to contain that Um, it feels like we're in a time where there's all kinds of negative things happening you know midland dams around the mid-state failed with epic rainstorms last week was epic cold and snow for parts of may then we had epic heat right now it's in the 80s and very humid um it just oh it's just weird and this was the weirdest time and my birthday passed um staying at home but i got a call from everybody and video chats and it was a very good weekend and so My husband made sure that it was a very good weekend because you usually go to Alma Highland Games. And for the first time in a decade, we didn't go because of this um, stay home, stay safe. They they canceled the festival. All the festivals have been canceled. So it's really um, bringing home that we need to figure out what to do. So we actually finished a couple of really big projects. So the big project number one was um, his mother-in-law's effects were in a storage unit and in our garage and the weather got nice and we decided that we needed to finish up sorting through that stuff and since we can't do much else with it and most of it is junk that nobody wants not even Goodwill would take a lot of it the last time that we stopped by with things so we got 
two dumpsters over the month. And the second dumpster, um, there was a little bit of room in it for me to go through some of my stuff. And believe me, um, once you start filling a dumpster, as one of my friends told me, it becomes um, addicting, like a game, like you want to declutter everything and get rid of everything. And we got rid of a lot of stuff, you know, things left over from the construction project that we hadn't gotten a chance to go through and dump. We had a lot of things in the garage and old things um, in the basement that really no one wants and is just junk. So we went through it all, filled two 10-yard dumpsters. Most of that was her effects and the storage unit is now closed so we don't have to pay for that monthly. In the meantime of all of that, we found boxes of pictures from many generations. So we went through and picked out the pictures that were important and historical. And now I have a job of scanning all of my in-laws pictures. So my dad, who has um, done a lot of photography and is scanning photos, you know, gave me some tips and I thought I would share them with you. If you're like me and we found all kinds of historic photos, some of them are mounted to boards. That, that's great. It will keep them from curling. What the problem is, is if you don't do something right away to keep them flat as they dry out, they will curl. And then if they curl and you try to scan them or mount them in a photo album or what, it will crack and your picture may disintegrate. I have had that happen to me. So I brought all the pictures in and they believe me, they smell awful because they're old and they are musty. And I put them in boxes with baking soda, which seems to be helping, you know, baking soda just in a box to absorb the odor. And then he said, put them in flat. At first I had them vertical. Now they're flat with something heavy on top, like a book or other pictures that can, that are like mounted in albums. Cause that's how I found them and they're in great shape. So I'm letting them dry out and get less stinky. And then I'm going to start scanning them. That will be a summer winter project. And then I'm going to start going through all the rest of my photos and scanning them in and storing them in my Dropbox. So everyone has a chance to look at them in my family and send the link out. So that is tips from my dad who is, he's one of these guys who's had many, many businesses over the years. And one of them was uh, photography. So if you find old photos, stabilize them by keeping them flat. Um, eventually they'll need to be scanned if you want a digital copy. And then if you want to keep the picture, which I'm going to, they eventually will need to be put in archival quality photo storage pages and not mount them on paper or anything. Now the good news is somebody did a very no big no-no which is taking an ink pen to the back of many of the pictures and wrote who the people were. Pencil is better. So if I can get these photos scanned before the ink bleeds through, which it always does, um, then it will be something I can put in with the ancestry and files. Some people I don't know who they are and maybe relatives will know, but the biggest thing about it is sometimes some of them is just historically very interesting to see the clothes people wore, the type of cars they drove if it was that era, and just that selfies are selfies. They haven't changed over a hundred years, let me tell you. So since since I've done all of that, I realize I have lots of work to do. 
Um, I've been kind of sitting around during the coronavirus, not as active because the weather was bad and not as um, into making as much things because my brain space was taken up with work and all of the worries and fears and um, unknowns really with the coronavirus, but that seems to be getting better. Friday, our governor extended the stay home, stay safe order. So I'm going to be working from home probably for at least another month. And then we will slowly transition back to the office. I think we're going to keep a lot of the um, work from home things in place because, you know, if it there's another wave of the virus, we'll be prepared. Um, so what have I been doing? Um, a lot of just homebody stuff. I'm usually out and about in Highland Games on the weekends in the summer and adventuring and all that. But our adventuring has become more local. We're going, like I said, in the wilderness, socially distancing by just doing trail rides and taking our food with us. Yep, there are outhouses out there um, or we don't go that long. It's not really long enough to even be needing a meal, but we usually take snacks. That's been incredible amounts of fun and taking pictures of the wildlife and things that are um, just natural beauty types of things. Once in a while, we'll wind up on the lake shore. And Saturday, we wound up on, no, it was Sunday, we wound up on the lake shore of Lake Huron, socially distanced. I mean, there, there's people out, but where we went, there weren't. And I was able to walk along the rock beaches and pick up some really pretty rocks that I'm going to send to my sister. I remember our creative souls. Uh, she has a rock tumbler now. And my sister Nancy um, may be able to do some rock tumbling for me. We have taken our rides to many places around the lake in the last couple of weeks, but this weekend it was just um, to Lake Huron because we are still working on our cleanup and working on our projects here at the house. So if you remember a few weeks ago, I may have talked about in the last podcast, one of my neighbors is an entity, not a person. A volunteer started cleaning up the property line, which bled over into, next thing I know, a huge trench was dug on the property line as they um, didn't call a professional to remove some trees and all, it was just awful. There's three, it was a three or four foot trench dug down into the dirt. Some volunteers then showed up over the last week and tried putting some of the dirt back that stuck to the tree stumps. And nothing has happened now for a week. I don't know what their plans are. I've heard many um, things from the volunteer who literally is 80 years old. And I'm, I'm not understanding what's going to happen. So I've made a few phone calls. All of that to say, we have a huge project here on the property line. Half of my perennial garden bed is disturbed or gone um, thank God most of the heritage and heirloom flowers from my great-grandmothers are okay. Um, and this whole thing just culminated into a meltdown of sorts last week. And I'm like, it's just flowers. It's not that big of a deal. But it was, you know how it is, the cumulative effect of having things happen. And, and a lot of it is just really just so much losses. You know, we, we had the loss of our, my mother-in-law. We've had the losses of all of the things we normally do. 
We have the losses of just life being the way it was to where it is now. And then I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. It's just hard time adjusting. But the cumulative effect of it all was I just like uh, lost my crap, you know, when that property line thing happened. And then it led over to another neighbor on the side property came across the property line and cut down several bushes. And he didn't realize that they were not on his property. We've, we've mended fences with him, so to speak. He even went so par, far as to buy us an ornamental tree as a gift. Um, very much appreciated, but not necessary. And, you know, we'll be fine with, with all of it. It's just now we have a big project that I have talked to my husband about and um, we have decided to look at it as an opportunity to make it better than it ever was before. We could get really angry. We could get um, having this meltdown, you know, bleed over into being exceptionally bitter against this entity that owns the property uh, behind us. And because that's where the property line is, it's in the backyard, but we can make it better than it ever was before. And so for my birthday and for Mother's Day and all of them wound up in one thing, my husband bought a bird bath with one of those solar fountains and I did get a new computer too. And so we are looking at that is going to be our jumping off point in designing a new garden. The fairy gardens are going to be reconfigured. Oh, believe me, they will not go away because I love fairy gardens. They're just going to be different. And then behind the fairy gardens is a strip of grass and then it goes to a perennial cottage style flower bed. And that's going to continue to be cottage style um, because that's the kind of planting I like. And I'm really looking into possibly getting our garden certified as a wildlife habitat. That costs money. So I don't know if I really want to do the certification but I want to have that kind of naturalistic plantings with, you know, things that grow in zone 4B, which are not a whole lot, and make this uh, a place for birds and bees and pollinators to be welcome, butterflies. But also we have little critters that have all lost um, a lot of habitat. And I want to get some bird houses and bat houses and all kinds of things because I counted and there were probably 15 to 18 trees. Some were little tiny ones, all on the property line that were broken, damaged, dying for multiple reasons are gone. And so, you know, my shaded backyard has turned into a sunny place. So that's the big goal. I've been looking for really good garden planners. So if you have a good garden planner website, let me know. Better Homes and Gardens is one I have been on. But trying to find something where I can design a garden in the space and then use plants that are appropriate for our zone. Um, if you have ideas of one, to let me know because I'm looking. This is going to be a long time project. It might even take a couple years because... They aren't finished on that property line and I'm not doing anything till they're done because um, why do it twice and have to spend money, right? And do things just to redo it. So that's that's the big thing. I, I've, I found a lot of peace over the weekend with 
all of the things that have been happening, including the garden. And um, I've been sitting on the patio um, in my mother-in-law's wrought iron yard furniture, which is very nice, and surveying the mess because you can't help but see it, and, and reframing it to the potential. There's going to be a lot of potential in this garden. It's not going to be a vegetable garden. It's just going to be flowers, beauty, and um, some sort of place where the animals will be welcome and be able to find shelter. Now, everyone keeps asking me, why don't you put up a privacy fence? I've had a couple good suggestions for the property line. One is a line of Arbor Vitae by Stephanie at um, her podcast is Make and Decorate. Excuse me, I had to clear my throat, Stephanie. At Make and Decorate had a great idea of a line of Arbor Vitae. And that is on the table. My husband said that he had thought of that and thought it would be a good idea. We may do um, something for screening. Um, but the thing is, I keep getting told, why don't you put up a privacy fence, including the zoning man here in town, when I called him to ask him some questions about what we could and couldn't do with the property line. Well, the problem is, right behind me, that property where they did all the cleanup happens to be a parking lot. It's a curbed parking lot with their own drainage, thank goodness. But they snow plow are 160 inches of snow a year up onto the property line. And then about, you know, once a month or so, they come in with a um, front end loader and a dump truck and they haul the snow out. If you put a fence up along there, a privacy fence, it's going to get knocked down and broken every year. And you're going to have a fight with the snow removal company because my neighbor on the other side has a privacy fence along the other edge of the parking lot. And guess what? His fence is being knocked down, blown over, hit all the time. And I just don't want to deal with it. I want it to be more open yeah a teeny bit of privacy because it's a school I'm going to just come right out there the it's a school they don't use the parking lot much in the summer that's my only saving grace about being ta-da the backyard is totally open so we're looking at some kind of privacy hedge or a landscaped berm with um, tall planting We'll see. So that will be a long-term project. I might even make it a series on my YouTube channel now that I have a new computer and I can, I'm learning how to edit video. So bear with me as my channel is starting out slow and I have some things to learn and just grow with me on that. And I'm going to slowly start some series and I'm thinking that might be one. So quilting, what have I been doing quilting? Um, I have been working on not a whole lot quilting wise. I finished a t-shirt quilt that was commissioned for a graduate and the graduate um, is 2020. So I spent a lot of time on this graduate's t-shirt quilt because they got ripped off in some respect by the coronavirus and not being able to have the big normal gathering of prom and and graduation ceremonies are all being creatively done differently, but the gathering of people, and I know how complicated it is because we've not been able to have the funeral from my mother-in-law. And so these big milestone events have all been 
changed and altered and, and expectations not met. And I, I made an extra special improv t-shirt quilt. Now, if you want to see the basics of how I do the thinking behind the improv t-shirt quilt, I did post a video on my YouTube channel for that. And it's Vicki Holloway. It's, it's real easy to find um, YouTube channel. And it's got vlog style and a few how-tos and mostly me talking about things and trying to figure out how to run a camera. <laughs> so I've finished the top. That felt like a momentous occasion. And let me tell you, t-shirt quilts, it's it's a little bit bigger than a twin. So it's kind of a twin extra long, extra wide. It's a heavy, heavy quilt. And I decided to put two borders on it, a skinny border with a contrasting color blue, and then the modeled Moda grunge style gray as a wider border. And it's laying flat. It's looking good. I don't do borders a lot, but let me tell you, it's so heavy. No matter how I propped it and draped it and spread it out amongst the table, it was hard to keep those borders straight on. But I did it, it's done, and it's getting ready to be loaded on the long arm. I'm going to be doing a lot of long arming this summer because during the coronavirus, people have been doing a lot of quilting. And I mean a lot of quilting. I've got six quilts here at the house to long arm. Thank goodness two of them are baby quilts and I'm going to count the t-shirt quilt as one plus two of my own. I'm getting calls all the time for dropping off on my porch other quilts. Whoo, doggies. I was thinking that I was going to be retiring from long arming over the winter because I liked not having the pressure of all of those quilts. I know the people who are bringing me quilts, so I, you know, I'm good with that because most of them don't have a deadline and aren't pressuring me um, during this pandemic to get things done in a short period of time because that's just not going to happen. Um, so I have a lot of quilts to do. I have slowed down on my production because it's going to be, you know, Dear Jane and other slow projects. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that by a lot. So long arming comes and goes in cycles, you know, where I have a lot and then I don't have any. And then I have, it comes in crops. So this crop will be done um, in June. And then I will move on to something different as people maybe another crop of quilt tops will come in and then I've ordered batting because you know ordering online is the thing to do from Amazon and we'll see how that batting comes and if it's in good shape I may be doing a lot of that kind of um, sourcing of materials my local quilt shop opened but she doesn't carry the battings that I usually carry and um the thread that I like for the long arm, is she doesn't carry either. And I'm not ready to go in the stores and just start perusing and shopping, even with a mask on. I'm just not ready. I'm not comfortable with it. And, and I just want to tell you, I'm not afraid. It's just that I'm not ready. It's been after several months of being cooped up and in, home, in the home. Um, it's just really going to take a while to slowly acclimate myself back out when the time comes. So maybe in the next month, my goal will be, uh, no, maybe my goal will be to actually walk to the quilt shop because it's not far from my house and the weather's good. Look at the fabric, see if she got any Tula pink in and maybe buy a couple of items and 
I'm not ready to have someone cut it, even though I think they put up plastic shields to protect their workers and everyone's wearing masks. I'm just going to take a little bit of time to get down there and even just walk the shop. If I can find something I would like, uh, maybe even if it's on clearance, it will be even better. <laughs> so the quilting, uh, that's really about all I've been doing. Um, got is that t-shirt quilt and masks. I've made probably another 20 or 30 masks for work as we start slowly re-entering. Um, it's amazing how much time it takes because I don't have any elastic and I'm making um, straight of grain strips. That takes forever. It really, really does. I got my succulents out in little flower pots by my mailbox been um, not cooking bread because you know everyone's baking bread and sourdough I had sourdough starter and I got rid of it because I would eat it way too much and I'm trying to avoid all those extra carbs so if you've been doing a lot of baking and cooking and things like that I've been cooking meals more and cooking but not doing extra special things but extra special was for my birthday. My husband bought two very lovely T-bone steaks, grilled them to perfection, and we had mashed potatoes. It was the most wonderful birthday dinner. So I haven't done a whole lot on any other creative realm. I haven't have done nothing in the art journal. I'm not worked on any of uh, knitting on my cowl. I have a few more rows that I need to get done. But I did dig out my hexagon temperature quilt and I have sewed enough, it takes me forever, to start the fourth row. So I counted all of, it's going to be just a tiny table runner um, by the time I get it done. And I think it's going to be eight rows, six or eight rows deep. And there's like five hexagon flowers across. And I'm working on the fourth row. I'm approaching the halfway point. It is a challenge because I am so slow at stitching. But then I got thinking, why is it a race? That's the whole point of doing English paper piecing in my book is the slow, steady, methodical uh, stitching. Um, yeah, it's a nice project for summer because it's not heavy. And like all the binding I did, you know, those are heavy quilts. And it's warmed up here from you know, being very cold to very hot. Thank goodness I have central air. But that's really where I'm at. I, I'm just doing what the motivation and energy level has presented me at that moment. And then you go with it. I'm still doing my 15 minutes a day on something creative, something to clean in 15 minutes a day. And 15 minutes of tidying up. And 15 minutes of exercise. Those are my four goals every day, regardless of whether it's the coronavirus, um, stay home orders and social isolating or lockdown, however you want to put it. And for the next couple of weeks, we're still under these orders. We'll see if the levels rise. Um, I guess over the holiday weekend over in Traverse City, two people um, came from out of state and they went to visit family and were symptomatic and they knew they were sick and they wound up at the emergency room and one is hospitalized and they've exposed uh, people in the community or their family. But, you know, that's just kind of what I'm waiting to see because everyone has been telling people 
at stores and in the community and no masks in the stores that the pandemic is over and that they're behaving as such. I reserve um, judgment on that and I'm going to continue to be low-key and home and hopefully accomplishing much. Now that that dumpster is full and we'll have uh, slow progress on the garden, I think I'm going to start really winding up the long arming and sewing and quilting. And I'm looking forward to a couple collaborations this year. I hope that um, you're looking forward to that too. A couple of opportunities. One will be a sew along the details are still secret. Um, two sew alongs I'm planning, one for possibly the summer and one for the fall, but it may be more like one for the fall, one for the winter. We'll see how that goes. And the rest, um, I'm just hoping that maybe you join in on a few of my little creative activities like the art journal, which is kind of a COVID diary um, of a different sort without words, and and trying to just keep our community together because it's kind of it's been great on our community page it's my creative corner three it's a facebook group and i know maybe if you're feeling lonely or isolated our group is a great place to come and we're working on things sharing what we're working on it's not all quilting even though most of it is um and we're finishing up the traffic jam quilt along and hopefully there'll be another quilt along in a month or two with a lot of video support and other activities. So join us there. I've taken uh, a hiatus from writing a newsletter because I've decided I don't see the point and I might do one once or twice a year just to promote something or to let you know what I'm doing. The other thing that uh, you can support me on is the um buy me a virtual cup of coffee on my Etsy shop, which is my creative corner three, or you can become a patron or Patreon, a patron on Patreon. I don't know. I get it wrong every time, don't I? But you can find that on my website, which is my creative corner three dot wordpress.com. And I hope that you all had a most wonderful weekend, that your week is magical and we're having record high temperatures. They're going to be followed by record low temperatures. And guess what? The roller coaster ride will continue. And I'm used to that here in Michigan with the weather. And I'm finding that it's helping me to get through the COVID storm and I'm keeping busy. So I'm going to be quilting. Are you quilting? That's what I'm doing mostly right now with a bit of hand sewing. And I think I can finally put the masks to being done. I am really hoping because I'm done making them. Y'all have a most wonderful week. Quilt on. Be creative. Stay safe. Be happy.